0: Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with today's message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational.
1: Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane, president of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association.
2: And I'm Terry Reed, a director at SAPSA.
1: We are here to reassure you, you can believe the Bible from the first verse.
2: Scott, by some counts, there are as many as 366 places in the 39 books of the Old Testament which set down very specific prophecies of Jesus Christ.
1: That's right, Terry, and not only does the sheer number of prophecies impress us, it shows that Christ is the focus of both the Old and New Testament, and His coming and His ministry binds the whole Bible together. And the specificity of many of these prophecies of Christ set them apart from the prophecies of Nostradamus or any other shaman, soothsayer, or seer in history.
2: Most supposed clairvoyants or prophets today and through history would make very general predictions and then when something akin to what they were very generally said comes true, then they or their followers try to take credit for their seeing it in a vision.
1: Great specificity is a hallmark of the prophets of the Bible. The Bible says that if a prophet is from God, then their prophecies must be found to be 100% accurate. We find that that requirement several places in the Bible, but it first appears in Deuteronomy chapter 18. That is a level of performance which has never been even approached by other human prophets and seers. If we apply this same standard of requiring the Bible to give us very detailed and 100% accurate prophecies throughout scriptures, then we have proof of the Bible being written by God and not simply the writing of men.
2: And that is what we find in the Bible. There are about 2,500 prophecies of all manner of things to come predicted in the Bible, and about 2,000 of these have already been 100% fulfilled in very specific ways which coincide exactly with the prophecies in the Bible. Human astrologers and seers have never approached that kind of accuracy.
1: Many of the 366 prophecies of Christ in the Old Testament are clearly about the Messiah. Others allude to him in a little more roundabout fashion. That is true from the first prophecy of Christ in the Bible found in Genesis 3.15. It is called the Proto-Evangelism by theologians since this is the first mention in the Bible of God's plan for Christ. Would you read this verse for us Terry?
2: Certainly. Note that this is God talking to Satan who is in the form of the serpent in the Garden of Eden. It says, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. This of course alludes to how the offspring of woman being Christ born of Mary will defeat and crush Satan as he did with his sinless life and atoning death. But aren't most of these prophecies of Christ much more clearly about him than that one?
1: Most certainly are. For example, would you read some excerpts from Psalm chapter 22?
2: Yes, it says in verse 1, talking of the Messiah, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The exact words Christ will use on the cross some 1,000 years after the psalm is written. It also says, Scorned by everyone, despised by the people, all who seek me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusts in the Lord, they say. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My mouth is dried up like dried up pottery, and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. A pack of villains encircles me. They pierce my hands and my feet. All my bones are on display. People stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, he has done it.
1: Now that is an unmistakable foretelling of Christ, his crucifixion, and his effects on society and man. But if you understand history, it is much more than that. No one deny from the description of all my bones out of joint, my mouth is dried up, they pierce my hands and feet, that the Bible is foretelling that the Messiah will be put to death by the horrible method of crucifixion. What most do not understand is that crucifixion as a method of execution was not invented by the Persians until around 700 B.C. The words you just read were written around 1,000 B.C., a full 300 years before this method of execution was even invented. If not for God's unending power to see through history, how do you explain both the almost verbatim accuracy of what happened on the day he was killed as well as such a graphic description of the means of execution that will not be invented for another 300 years after this prophecy was first written into the Bible. Nothing could be more indicative of this being a God thing.
2: There are, of course, many other very specific prophecies about Christ in the Old Testament. Zechariah 12.10 says, I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication. They will look on me, the one they have pierced, And they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only child and grieve bitterly for him as one grieves for a firstborn son. Christ, of course, was born in the line of David as Joseph was in that line. His side will be pierced as he hangs on the cross, a normal way of checking to see if he is dead as well as hastening death. If it foretells of him being a spiritual being full of grace, which is the total portrait of Christ in the New Testament. And, of course, he was a firstborn son.
1: In Zechariah 9, nine, it foretells of him riding into Jerusalem on a donkey, as is verified to have occurred in his triumphal entry into Jerusalem in the final week of his life on earth. Psalm 69.21 talks of him being given gall and vinegar, as was done when he hung on the cross.
2: In Psalm 34.20, it says... He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. Crucifixion was such a horrible means of execution. With almost all weight on your hands nailed to the cross, the weight of your chest cavity fell onto your diaphragm. To get each breath, the victim would have to rise up on the nails through his feet in excruciating pain and get off his diaphragm to take a full breath. It was a common practice at that time to break the bones of the victims who did not die before an appointed time so they could not rise up and get air and thus die more quickly. This was not done with Christ since he died before the fall of night, which would have necessitated their breaking his bones. It all happened as predicted in the Bible 1,000 years before it actually happened.
1: Isaiah seven thirteen and 14 predicts he will be born of a virgin an unheard of claim before or after christ isaiah 55 predicts he will be the one intercessor we will need with god psalms 41:9 predicts that judas will betray him hosea 6:2 says he will rise from the dead on the third day micah 5:2 predicts that he will be born in bethlehem and 1 samuel chapter 30 verses 12 through 13 predicts a person like john the baptist will go before him declaring He is the Christ. All of these things are things he could not have arranged for had he been a mortal man. Wow.
2: What are the chances of one man fulfilling all of these predictions about him as Christ did?
1: Dr. Peter Stoner has done the math on how likely it is that Christ could have fulfilled any of the amount of these 366 predictions of his life. As we have said before, some of these Old Testament predictions are either unclear or debatable whether they actually refer to the Messiah. So Dr. Stoner just considered eight of these predictions which were clearly about the Messiah, multiplying together the probabilities of each one of these eight events occurring in the life of one man. So
2: what are the chances if you put all of these together?
1: It turns out the chances of Christ fulfilling just eight prophecies was one out of ten to the 28th power. That's one chance out of a number one followed by 28 zeros. Such a number is equivalent of winning the lottery four times in a row, which anyone would understand is in all practicality impossible unless the lottery is fixed. If, however, we calculate for the 48 clear predictions for Christ, which are both foretold in the Old Testament and clearly occurred in the New Testament, then the chances of one person fulfilling all of these balloons to 1 out of 10 to the 157th power, Now, such numbers don't mean much to anyone but mathematicians. So let's put these numbers in perspective. Mathematically, anything which has a probability lower than 1 out of 10 to the 50th chances is mathematically impossible. It will not happen, period. The chance of Christ not being the Messiah, as described in the Bible, easily meets this test, and the math testifies to it. But again, most people do not understand or trust math, so let's make the number even clearer. The chances of winning the lottery is one chance out of 5,200,000. The chance against Christ fulfilling all 48 clear prophecies is the equivalent of winning the lottery more than 72 times in a row. Such logic will make it clear to most people that Jesus Christ was a person foretold of in the Old Testament as the Messiah, since to say otherwise means we believe. Someone could accidentally win the lottery 72 times in a row and not believe the lottery was fixed in some way for them. Thus, we have here a whole list of biblical prophecies with a degree of specificity which man could not achieve and only which God could.
2: Another thing that really chafes me is the claim by some that Christ was not a real person but just a myth. We date time based on his birth. (laughs)
1: Such claims disturb me, too. Christ is mentioned in the Quran more than the prophet Muhammad is and as a real person. He is written of in the writings of Jewish and Roman historians, Josephus, as well as other Jewish writings. In fact, when you examine the writings of the historians about Christ, he is the most verified person in human history.
2: Just like those who say the Holocaust never occurred, I would suspect Jesus deniers have the same motive of not believing in the reality that they do not want to deal with. But as we have shown today, the Bible shows a godlike ability to foretell the future as only a book written by God could.
1: For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org. That's S-A-B-B-S-A dot org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on our link to our newsletters. You can also request newsletters by either calling the 599-7240 number or going to our website contact email and emailing us. You can also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That's whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That's Terry's website containing blog articles on creation science. SAPSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. at the Jim's Restaurant on the Quarter of San Pedro and Ramsey. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM six thirty KSLR website, click on KSLR Podcasts, and scroll down till you find Believing the Bible. We hope you will join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible.